Psalm 19. Psalm 19. Psalm 19, the Lord's really been speaking to me in Psalms, uh, even this morning. Psalm 19, verse 13, this is the context of that famous passage there about the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul, and statutes of the Lord are right, and the fear of the Lord is clean, and more to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb, and moreover by them is thy servant warned, and all these things. And in that last verse of the chapter is that famous verse about let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. But the context of this great verse is found there in verse 13 where it says, Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. So the context is presumptuous sins. That's when he says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. So I'm going to preach this morning on presumptuous sins. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you come down and bear witness to the truth of your word with your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to me uh, unworthy, though I am. And I know it, and you know it, and I guess everybody else knows it. And uh, yet, Lord, you talk to us, and I appreciate that you do. And I appreciate the relationship that we're able to have with you, the God of the earth, the God of the ocean, the God of space, the God of the whole universe, and it's done through the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, in whose name we pray, amen. All right, now presume means to assume before. You just think you're all right. Sometimes we get a little overconfident because the Lord's had some mercy on us and he's had some grace on us, and we think because we've gotten by with everything else, we'll get by with anything else we ever want to do. I've heard people jokingly refer to somebody getting an attitude like that as coming unslapped. <laughs> that always cracked me up. I mean, if something came unslapped, how would you remedy that situation? <laughs> You'd slap it back. <laughs> now, let me tell you about what will happen in your Christian life from time to time. Even you King James Bible-believing Baptists, from time to time, you'll become unslapped. Oh, yeah. And when you do... The Lord will remedy the situation by slapping you down again. <laughs> and I'll tell you when he'll do it. He'll do it when you get presumptuous. When you get think, oh, I'll be fine. Oh, I didn't get caught the last few times I did this. Oh, well, I, the Lord knows my heart, and I don't mean any harm by it. And they needed to be told that, and I am the authority here, and I am the one that's right here, and so therefore I can do... And you'll justify it a thousand different ways and you'll do something contrary to Scripture and think it's all right for you. <laughs> and about that time, the Lord will slap you down <laughs> for your presumptuous sin. Now, to presume uh, means to assume the fool. One dictionary said presumption is unpleasant boldness. When you presume something, you have a boldness. And I'm all for boldness. If you spend time with the Lord, you get bold because he puts some boldness in you. But it's boldness that the Holy Spirit bears witness to. There's another boldness that's you just being a smart aleck. 
and two or three other words I could use that I probably shouldn't. <laughs> but you get the idea. Presumption is not a holy boldness. It's a jerk face of boldness. <laughs> it's an unpleasant boldness. Uh, somebody says that presumptuously means acting without permission or right. Too bold. Too forward. Now, when it comes to going to God, we can go to God. There is no danger of us um, overstepping our bounds with Him. He won't let us. <laughs> the Bible says, come boldly to the throne of grace. That you may obtain mercy and grace to help in time of need. Uh, it's good to get real bold with God and just tell Him what's on your mind because as I've said often before talking about these things, He knows it anyway. So you may as well just say it out loud to Him. <laughs> He's a different case. I don't recommend having that same relationship with humans. <laughs> you'll, you'll, sure, you'll get slapped down physically where the Lord might slap you down spiritually. Uh, presumptuous sins are very near kin to prideful sins. Because you think, well, this will be fine for me to do. Pride is very close kin to presumption. How does the Lord feel about prideful sins? Oh, when you're proud, the Lord will knock you down. Oh, buddy. The Bible says he won't even use very intelligent or very powerful people lest some flesh would glory in his presence. That's what it says. That no flesh might glory in his presence. Uh, these things are sickening to God, even insulting to him. Now I'll tell you some people that uh, practice presumptuous sins would be people just inviting danger. Once in a while... We get a little too big for our britches, and we get thinking like the, the man that, you know, steps into the bar room and everybody half drunk and says, I'm looking for somebody to jump on. <laughs> and about four of them get up and jump on him. <laughs> and uh, the old silly song about uh, attitude adjustment says he ran into an old friend at a bar the other night and he got a little drunk and he wanted to fight so he jumped up and challenged every man in the room. <laughs> About the time he got the words out, old boy jumped up and closed his mouth and used his head for a mop and his butt for a broom. <laughs> uh, that's, that's presumptuous. And, once, and we understand the world. We see, oh, those sinful people in that bar. Let me tell you something. God's people get presumptuous. Yeah. And sometimes us King James Bible-believing Baptists We'll get thinking, well, because I'm right and I got the verse behind me and I got the. and I'm the authority and I'm right on it. Hey, remember when we preached on railing and reviling about a year ago? Lord, I don't want to remember it. You know what we pointed out? The angels of God, the angels of God don't even get presumptuous around the devil. It said they durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said the Lord rebuked. If the angels of God can't even get that way with the devil, you can't get that way with your kids. That's a good thing to remember. And if the angels of God can't get that way with the devil, you can't get that way with the people that work below you or anybody else that's under your authority. If the angels of God can't get that way with the devil, you can't get that way with anybody. Because if there's anybody that could, surely it would be the angels of God. And if there's anybody they could do it against, surely it would be the devil himself. But no, 
out for those presumptuous sins. Category one, inviting danger. Snake handlers do this. Every now and then, one of them snake handlers will get bit and the poison will get to them. Uh, here's, a, here's a good one. Going in debt. Oh, I can handle this. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The old timers, they preached against going in debt. Yes, they did. The old Sunday school, uh, I think it was called Sunday School Times. It was a kind of a periodical, kind of a magazine that would come out. It would have various lessons and illustrations in there. And it showed a staircase and a guy down at the bottom of the staircase in absolute ruin. And things, and each step was labeled. And one step would be um, drunkenness. And one step would be gambling. And one step would be adultery. And all these different steps you take where you end up in a mess. You know what step one, step one was? Debt. I can handle this. I can make this payment. I'll make plenty. You don't know what might happen. Amen. Most not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Amen. If you want to listen to your preacher, here's what I'm telling you. Don't go in debt. It's a trouble. Presumption, inviting danger. Pre pre presumption, going in debt. Presumption, getting married or having children without careful effort. You better pay attention to your marriage. You better pay attention to your children. You better pay attention to your daily tasks. Oh, I can handle this. <laughs> better men and women than you, couldn't. You better lean strong on God. Bob Jones Sr., I remember him preaching on this and recording God heard and saying, just think about some of you parents having a little child of an eternal soul that God has entrusted to you and is under your care and you not praying about that. Hard. If you're pastoring, there's some people that are looking to you to hear the word of God. That ought to scare you a little bit. Amen. You're teaching, if you're singing, if you're a testimony for the Lord Jesus, you don't just jump in there presumptuously, oh, I can do this. <laughs> no, you can't. Not without the help of God, you can't. A lot of times uh, we get some false assurance, and we think we can just handle anything. Uh, there's a good example of this in Judges. We might go just a little late, not much, but just a little late. Don't tell me you hadn't eaten enough this weekend. You'll be fine. <laughs> Judges uh, chapter 17, there's a fellow there who is a Levite. And he didn't care anything about the Lord, didn't have any relationship with the Lord, but he is a Levite. And you know the Levites were supposed to be the priest tribe. That's right. So this one guy gets a Levite, and he says, Now I know the Lord will bless me because I have a Levite. <laughs> uh, and he just presumed. Guess what? The Lord didn't bless him. <laughs> Don't presume that just because somebody's a Bible-believing Baptist that you can just put all your trust in them. Let me tell you something, they're also human. Don't presume that just because you you are a Bible-believing Baptist, you can trust yourself. You're also human. Amen. Flesh. Remember when uh, the children of Israel 
saw that they were in a fight with the Philistines and they called for the Ark of the Covenant. And when the Ark of the Covenant came in there, buddy, they shouted with a great shout till the earth rang again from the echo of their great shout. Now we've got the Ark of God. And they went in there and the Philistines cleaned their clock just like they didn't even have a sword. <laughs> what happened? They got presumptuous because they had a little hunk of, hunk of gold there. Listen! You better get God, and it better be an intimate relationship with God as we'll be preaching tonight. And if you presume just because you've got a black Bible on a table, yeah, well, have you ever opened it and read it? <laughs> have you ever done anything with it? Do you do something with it every day? Did you do something with it this morning? And if you assume just because you pray right before you eat, you know, that's the one time. As a one-time Baptist do pray, I will give them that. They at least pray right before they eat, most of them that I've known. But boy, they don't pray much rest of the time, a lot of them. I think the book says pray without ceasing. They think it says pray when you're eating. <laughs> All right, so let's look at some categories of presumption. All right, the first one we'll talk about is presumption due to pride. Now, presumption is closely related to pride, and I talked about that earlier. So let's look over at Numbers chapter 15, or I'll read it to you. Numbers chapter 15, verse uh, 27. The Lord's given some laws to the Old Testament Jews there. He says, And if any soul sin through ignorance, then he shall bring a she-goat of the first year for a sin offering. And the priest shall make an atonement for the soul that sinneth ignorantly when he sinneth by ignorance before the Lord to make an atonement for him, and it shall be forgiven him. Yet ye shall have one law for him that sinneth through ignorance, both for him that is born among the children of Israel and for the stranger that sojourneth among them. But the soul that doeth aught presumptuously, whether he be born in the land or a stranger, the same reproacheth the Lord, and that soul shall be cut off from among his people. Listen, before you proceed, you show some fear of God. Don't you just jump in there and go, I'll be fine. <laughs> this was the Jews. God had parted the Red Sea to bring them out of Egypt and into Israel. God had done ten plagues on Pharaoh that is remembered for all of history. Amen. If anybody had God, they did, and God even warned them, don't you jump in there all sure yourself and presumptuously act. If you do, I'll cut you off, and I'll favor you above anybody on the face of the earth. Hey, Christian, same for us in the New Testament. Amen. In fact, he says here, whether it be born in the land or a stranger. Verse 31, what's the problem? Because he hath despised the word of the Lord and hath broken his commandment, that soul shall utterly be cut off. His iniquity shall be upon him. All right, now presumption due to pride reveals this. It reveals a light attitude towards sin. Now, sometimes we get a contradictory, kind of a confusing attitude towards sin, and I understand why. Every single one of us sin repeatedly every day we do i'm not denying that part of it but there is another half of it we need to remember it's not a light thing on the one hand we want to be honest enough to admit we do it a lot but on the other hand we need to be have insight enough and believe the word of god enough to know it's not okay and it's not a small matter and when you go presumptuously, 
you go from hating the fact that you sin so much to thinking you'll just be fine that you sin so much. Different matter. It's a good thing to be honest with God and admit that you sin so much. It is not okay to get comfortable with that. Yeah, you should fear Him. You should walk lightly around Him. Amen. You remember when you was in trouble with the boss or in trouble with the principal or in trouble with the teacher or in trouble with mom or dad or some authority figure and there was still that tension in the air between you and you kind of walked softly around him, you know? That's the way you ought to be around the Lord. That way you won't be presumptuous. The following story here in Numbers 15 tells a, a case of that. It says, And while the children of Israel were in the wilderness, they found a man that gathered sticks upon the Sabbath day. Sabbath? The law of the Sabbath said, You don't do any work on the Sabbath day. He thought, Well, I'm just gathering a few sticks. What in the world are you, a bunch of legalists? Let's see if that's the attitude the Lord had. And they that found him gathering sticks brought him unto Moses and Aaron and unto all the congregation, and they put him in ward, because it was not declared what should be done to, to him. And the Lord said unto Moses, The man shall be surely put to death. All the congregation shall stone him with stones without the camp. And all the congregation brought him without the camp and stoned him with stones, and he died as the Lord commanded Moses. Listen, folks. I'm not recommending that any of us kill anybody for gathering sticks. But let me tell you about our God. He's holy and expects his word to be obeyed, and he might do it. And by the way, that's his call if he does it. The Lord's the one in charge of when people go, go out into eternity. Not me and you. I hope anybody understands I am not recommending that we do any of this. But I am here to preach you the word of God and tell you, God might! Don't you be presumptuous around the Lord. It reveals a light attitude towards sin. It reveals a rejection of God and His Word. Verse 31 here in Numbers 15 says, But the soul that doeth aught presumptuously, whether he be born in the land or a stranger, the same reproacheth the Lord. Verse 31, Because he hath despised the word of the Lord and hath broken his commandment. You can be a King James Bible believer and believe that he preserved his word in the King James Bible for you, but still despise it and break his commandment. I'll be honest with you, I'm human, I'm flesh. I get reading the Bible sometimes and get despising some of the stuff the Lord's whooping me with. I'm not real crazy about it. Now this morning, he was tender with me. He is a blessing to me. I'm fired up what I read this morning. But I'll promise you, there are mornings I'm a little mad at him for what he says to me. <laughs> that's, that's the cost of being intimate with someone. <laughs> they end up knowing your weaknesses. But uh, be careful and don't despise it. Proverbs 13, 13, isn't that a good reference? <laughs> Proverbs 13, 13 says, Whoso despiseth the word shall be destroyed, but he that feareth the commandment shall be rewarded. You know what you will not do when you fear God's commandment? You will not act presumptuously. You'll say, Lord, now if it's okay, Lord, I'll do this. <laughs> you will not be presumptuous. That's presumption due to pride. All right, let's look at presumption due to past promise. All right, so that's Numbers. Let's look over here at Deuteronomy chapter 1. Deuteronomy. We've got a few of these in Deuteronomy. Preaching out of the boring Old Testament. No, it's not. 
Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 40. But as for you, turn you and take your journey into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. Then ye answered and said unto me, We have sinned against the Lord. We will go up and fight according to all that the Lord our God commanded us. And when ye had girded on every man his weapons of war, ye were ready to go up into the hill. And the Lord said unto me, Say unto them, Go not up, neither fight, for I am not among you, lest ye be smitten before your enemies. You might remember the context here is where the Lord had uh, had them send out the spies and they were getting ready to go in and they said, no, we can't go fight them. We're big giants, you know. We can't go. Oh, no, we can't go. Oh, no, we're scared to go. And the Lord said, oh, you don't believe me? Okay, I'll let your next generation go in and y'all can't. And they said, oh, wait, oh, well, now if you say that, now we'll go. We'll, we'll go fight now. The Lord said, too late, already missed your chance. <laughs> and they said, well, oh, no, we got our swords on us. We'll go fight now, Lord. And the Lord already told them no. They thought they'd just go in there and fight presumptuously. And the Lord said, uh, aren't you forgetting something? I'm not among you. Well, don't worry about that, Lord. We got our swords right here and we're ready to go. Hey, look out, Bible believer. You might be saying you've got your sword right here because you're some, some version of a King James only person. And the Lord not with you. You might say, I got my sword right here because I'm a Baptist. I got my sword right here because I'm an old-fashioned Christian. And don't get me wrong, those are all good things. I believe in every one of them. But let me tell you what's more important than that. Than that. The presence of God. Verse 43, So I spake unto you, and ye would not hear, but rebelled against the commandment of the Lord, and went presumptuously up into the hill. Ah, oh, plenty of Bible believers are like this. We got our swords by our side. We're the right people of God. We know some stuff. We're all ready to obey on our terms. But buddy, you let Earl Ankrum tell us we don't need to be looking at social media so much. And, oh, I'll be fine. It won't bother me. <laughs> that somebody preach against Hollywood and the devilish filth that comes out of there. Oh, well, I don't worry. I know how to control it. and I won't let it get to me. Somebody preaching against those bad beats and all the filthy messages and rock and country music. Oh, well, no, it won't affect me. And you just go up presumptuously in spite of all these warnings. And the Lord say, hey, I'm not in any of that. If you're wanting my presence, that isn't the place you'll find it. And we get all presumptuous. How did it go for Verse 44, And the Amorites, which dwelt in that mountain, came out against you and chased you as bees do and destroyed you in Seir, even unto Hormon. But wait a minute, we're the children of God. We're God's chosen people. He parted the Red Sea for us and we got our swords on our side and everything. What's the matter? I'll tell you what the matter is. You didn't have God. Amen. And I don't care who you are and I don't care how cool your sword is. If the Lord doesn't go with you, here come the bees. And they will tear you up. You'll have little holes all in you. It's like me going playing, uh, what do you call it, airsoft. I mean, I'd go play airsoft, and I mean, as soon as I'd step out there, I'd just have these little stings all over me where, the, where those little plastic BBs were hitting me everywhere, man. I just, I, I can't do it, man. I'm just not fast enough or something. I mean, I, I barely would step out onto the, whatever you call it, playing field till I was all shot up. 
And if you go fighting the world, the flesh, and the devil without the Lord's presence, it's like Bobby's laying airsoft. <laughs> you got little holes all in you, man. It's bad. That's a presumption due to past promise. Now, the Lord had promised them they were going in. Didn't they have God's promise to rely on? Yeah, but they disobeyed it. And God said, okay, it ain't going to work for you. Maybe your kids will get it. And they went on presumptuously. Uh, what, what presumption due to past promise does is it desires to correct God's timing. Well, now, Lord, I wasn't ready to go a minute ago, but now that you tell me, oh, you really, 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 really will be with me, and I see I might be missing my chance. Now I'm ready to obey. God says, no, I told you to obey back there. You might get the timing wrong the other way. You might be wanting something right now, and God says, no, not till later. Sometimes you get it wrong both ways. Sometimes you try something too soon, and sometimes you try it too late. You say, well, how am I supposed to know which one it is? When God speaks to you. If he tells you to come to this altar after the sermon today, don't wait till next week. Amen. Do it when God tells you to. And I'll be the first to admit, I don't always do that. Yeah. But I will tell you, I always regret it when I don't. Yeah, I will give you that. Presumption due to pride, presumption due to past promise. And I'll tell you what it does, it deafens your ears. Or deafens God's ears to your prayer. Verse 45, and you returned and wept before the Lord, but the Lord would not hearken to your voice, nor give ear unto you. Let me tell you the biggest mess you'll ever get in in your life. When you get in a place where you're needing God and He ain't listening. Let me tell you how you get there. You start correcting God's timing. When He says go do something, you say no, maybe later. Or when he says, oh, you've, you've missed that opportunity, look for the next one. And you say, well, no, 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 I want that one. <laughs> you, keep, you start trying to talk to God after you've done that, he ain't even listening. God, help me not get in a place where I need God and he doesn't hear me. Amen. Did I make that up or is that what verse 45 says? The Lord would not hearken to your voice nor give ear unto you. I'm pretty sure that's what it says. But, you know, the common thing I keep getting is, well, that's your interpretation. <laughs> oh, well, you're taking it out of context. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure that's what he says. Presumption due to past promise. All right, here's a good one. Uh, I call this one presumption due to prudence. We get thinking we're so smart and so well-balanced and we can handle it that we just presume, <laughs> don't worry, Lord, I got this one. <laughs> you just stay out of it and let me handle this. Look at Deuteronomy uh, 17. Deuteronomy 17. If there arise a matter too hard for thee in judgment, between blood and blood, between plea and plea, and between stroke and stroke, being matters of controversy within thy gates, then shalt thou arise and get thee up into the place which the Lord thy God shall choose. Thou shalt come unto the priests, the Levites, and unto the judge that shall be in those days, and inquire, and they shall show thee the sentence of judgment. So he says, if there's a matter that's too hard for you, I've got some judges in place. You go to them. Verse 10, and thou shalt do according to the sentence which they of that place which the Lord shall choose shall show thee. And thou shalt observe to do according to all that they inform thee according to the sentence of the law which they shall teach thee and according to the judgment which they shall tell thee thou shalt do 
Thou shalt not decline from the sentence which they shall show thee to the right hand nor to the left. And the man that will do, oh, here it is, presumptuously, and will not hearken unto the priest that standeth to minister there before the Lord thy God, or unto the judge, even that man shall die, and thou shalt put away the evil from Israel. And all the people shall hear, and fear, and do no more presumptuously. What's going on here? I don't need no judge. I can handle this. I'm a Bible-believing Baptist myself. I got this. Now, I understand there are human authorities that overemphasize their, their lordship. That does happen. But let's not go to the other extreme and throw off human authority either. Amen. God has it there for a reason. Amen. And God says if you hit something that's too hard for you, ask the authority I've given you. I've given you some authority for good reason. And then when they answer you, do what they say. But some people think, well, they're, they're, they're smart enough to just handle it. In other words, what they do is they reject the God-given authority. And the Lord says in verse 12, the man that will do presumptuously and not hearken unto the priest, uh, that man shall die and put away the evil from Israel, and all the people shall hear and fear and do no more presumptuously. The Lord makes examples out of people that are just little rebels. That's one thing if he's saying, doing something different than the Word of God, okay? You've got to obey God rather than men. But if what he's saying is in line with the Word of God, you better obey the authority. You better do it. And if you don't, you'll be the example that'll scare other people. You know what I don't want to be? I don't want to be an example <laughs> that'll scare other people. That is not, that is not my desire. Presumption due to prudence, it rejects the God-given authority, and it results in many making their own rules. But I was innovative. I thought of another way to do it. Oh, other than God's way? What will be the effects of that on others? Somebody else will look and see, well, he didn't worry about the Bible. He didn't worry about what the parents said. He didn't worry about what the pastor said. She didn't worry about what her husband said. She just went and did what she thought was right. Now again, if they're going against the Word of God, now, amen, obey God rather than men. But if they're in line with the Word of God, you better do what they say. God has a human authority there for some reason. Presumption due to prudence. You think you know better. All right, here's a good one. Presumption due to prophecy. Deuteronomy 18, 18. That's a bad reference. You know what 18 is, don't you? Six plus six plus six. And it's Deuteronomy 18, 18. A double six plus six plus six. I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren like unto me, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. And it shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto my words, which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. So amen. There's a good prophet. Praise the Lord. But look at the rest of it. But the prophet which shall presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or that shall speak in the name of other gods, even that prophet shall die. There's a false prophet shows up in the book of Revelation, isn't there? And besides that, there are many false prophets throughout history. And Amen. they presume to speak a word in his name, which he has not 
commanded. And what does the Lord say about those prophets that he has not sent? You don't listen to them. Say, how in the world do I know a good prophet from a bad prophet? Well, look, here's the answer, verse 21. And if thou say in thine heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord hath not spoken? When a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not, nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord hath not spoken. But the prophet hath spoken it presumptuously, thou shalt not be afraid of him. Presumption due to prophecy is produced by a false profession. Either they have a false god, or they have the right god, and they're just claiming God spoke through them when he didn't. It spooks me when people all presumptuously tell me the Lord told them to do such and such. Me too. There have been a couple times in my life where I wanted to do something real bad, and it was kind of, it, it was related to the work of God. It was good. It was, there was nothing evil or sinful about it. But I just wanted to do it real bad. And I forced it. When you're forcing something, that is not a good sign. I was reading recently over there in 1 Samuel where Samuel and Saul had a time that Samuel was supposed to be there and they were going to inquire of the Lord and see when they were supposed to go fight. And Samuel didn't show up on time. So you know what Saul said? Well, you didn't show up at the appointed time, so I forced myself and I offered the sacrifice and inquired of the Lord and all that. Oh, yeah. Whoops. Let me tell you what Brother Bob's done a few times. Forced myself. I got all presumptuous. I'll just go do this. <laughs> It'll cost you. It'll cost you sometimes hours, sometimes days, sometimes weeks, sometimes months, and sometimes years. Don't force yourself. Don't act presumptuously. These prophets had a false profession, and it's proven by falsehood. You know how you know when somebody's done that? When all of a sudden the thing they're talking about does not come true. And sure enough, the things I was so sure would work, when I forced myself, they did not happen. They did not have the blessing of God. But boy, you want to make a Bible-believing Baptist mad, you just tell them, you better not do that. The Lord won't bless that. Oh, they get mad when you say that. Don't ask me how I know. What gives you the right to say that? That's just your interpretation. No. I can read a dime store Bible and it says, don't do that. God won't bless it. That's presumption due to prophecy. All right. Oh, look at this. I'm almost letting you out on time and you've already eaten too much. Now you go eat more. All right. Second Peter chapter two. Let's look at presumption due to prosperity. Second Peter chapter two. Presumption due to prosperity. End time. Talked about a lot in Second uh, Peter chapter two. Second Peter chapter two, verse nine. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. But chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness. That's just uh, anything related to sexual sin. Hey, did you know that sexual sin is unclean? Yes. 
You get germs from that. You get diseases from that. It messes you up. King James Bible is good. It is accurate. When it says the lust of uncleanness, that's what it is. It's nasty. It's dirty. You get infections from this. But chiefly, them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government, anything that governs over them, any authority over them, oh, they hate that, that bothers them. Makes them mad. I'll tell you something else about people like that. They tend to be nasty. They have uncleanness. But look at the next word. Presumptuous are they. Self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. They get rebellious. They, they have no respect for authority. They call them whatever. And this is the context for that famous verse. Whereas angels, which are greater in power and might... Bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord. And in the parallel passage, we're even told about Michael, the archangel, durst not bring a railing accusation against the devil himself. In other words, they have respect and reverence for authority that a lot of humans don't have. But if angels higher than you able to humble themselves before authority us nasty unclean messed up humans ought to have some respect and some reverence for authority Amen. not because they're any better than us they're just flesh like us but God sent them so for whatever reason presumption due to popularity or prosperity a lot of times we get thinking that gain is godliness a lot of times, some of the rich people are some of the nastiest people you'll ever see. Oh, yeah. And I could give plenty of illustrations of that. Go read some stories about the famous actors and actresses and the rock stars and the country stars. Pretty nasty lives, man. It's pretty gross. <laughs> pretty messed up. Not something you'd want to be around. Presumption due to popularity or prosperity, what does it do? It reserves you unto judgment. Look at verse 9. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. You start getting all presumptuous to the fact that you don't mind talking evil of dignities and being all unclean and being all presumptuous and thinking, I'll just be fine, this won't hurt me. I know who I am. And I don't even care if it's standing on the fact that you're a Bible-believing Baptist. You do that, you know what you're doing? You're preparing yourself for punishment. Get ready for the spanking, it's coming. Second thing is, it re it's revealed by speaking evil of those that deserve honor. Despisers of those that are good, 2 Timothy 3, 3 says. Um, there, are, there are some things that we ought to honor really everybody. everybody. Doesn't it say honor all men? Yes. How much more the people in our immediate family? Does not it say to the husband, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel? Amen. Honor all men, especially those that are of the household of faith, especially those that are good. But these people have no problem with speaking evil. Uh-oh. You know what you're doing? You're presuming. You're sinning presumptuously and get ready for the punishment. All right, 
we saw some warnings against presumption this morning. Presumption due to pride, presumption due to past promise, presumption due to prudence, or at least prudence that you think you have, presumption due to prophecy, presumption due to popularity or prosperity. Now, of course, the ultimate presumption is to presume that God will take you to heaven when you reject his son. You're going to reject his son the one way he's made to heaven and think, I'll be fine, I'll get in. If anybody will go to heaven, Lord, surely I will. If working and praying has any reward, then surely some morning I'll meet my dear Lord they used to sing in the hills. You better not go with that one. Sounds a little presumptuous to me. You know what? If I get to heaven, you know why I'm going to be there? And I know I will? Because I put my trust in the blood of the Lord Amen. Jesus Christ. That is the top number one presumption any human could ever do is to presume that they're getting to heaven without going through the door. Number two, the worst presumption for a Christian is to presume that you're in fellowship with the Lord though you never even speak to him or let him speak to you or obey him. No, Lord, I'm not going to pray. I ain't got time. No, Lord, I'm not going to read your Bible. Kind of boring to me. No, Lord, I'm not going to obey what you say. I don't feel like it. And then presume that you're in fellowship with him. No, you're not. No, you're not. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this chance to read and study your